Hello and welcome to Battle Ready with Missy Armstrong. We are going to prepare ourselves for battle by learning about the characters in the Bible, learning about their victories and their defeats. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. And welcome. I'm glad you joined us today. If this is your first time here, we're so glad to see you. And if you're a return listener, welcome back. Today we'll start looking at Jacob. Now I know we covered a little bit of this in Isaac, but we will start looking earnestly at Jacob's life. Now, if you remember when we covered Isaac, Jacob was the son of Isaac and Rebekah. He had a twin brother, Esau. Jacob was the second born. Esau was born first. And even before they were born, Rebekah commented about them fighting or like wrestling with each other in the womb. And God told her, there were two nations in your womb, and the older, Esau, would serve the younger, Jacob. But as soon as we kind of see Jacob take, make an appearance in the scripture, we find him kind of manipulating his brother Esau into surrendering his birthright. Esau was so hungry that he gave up his birthright, which he did not really care about so much. And then Jacob tricked his father into giving him the blessing of the firstborn. I didn't do this alone. He had help from Rebecca, who, of course, God had told her that before, before the boys were born, but excuse me, before the boys were born, that. Esau would serve Jacob, but her ambitions with Jacob, because Jacob was her favorite, her ambitions kind of drove her forward, and what we realize while we're looking at this is that when our Ambitions are clearly shown. Most of the time, we don't tend to wait on the Lord. But if we would, His plan is is His way and in His time. If we wait on that, we will see that His promises are fulfilled without our own human schemes. But Rebecca and Jacob, they didn't do that. They didn't wait on the Lord. They decided to go their own way. And then the human scheming began. And it ended up with Esau being very angry and very upset. So much so that Jacob had to leave. Because Esau was threatening to hurt him. 
So this is where we're going to start in Genesis 28. We'll start at verse 10. And it says, Now Jacob went out to Beersheba, from Beersheba, and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night, because the sun had set, and he took one of the stones from that place and put it at his head and lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and the top reached the heaven, and there, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father and the father of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad west and east to the north and the south. And in you and your seed, all families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and you keep and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And then Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put his head, head on, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil over it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I can come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And for all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Now, like I said before, Jacob had set out, driven away from his house by Esau's threats. Rebekah was scared for Isaac and scared for Jacob. And so he set out on this long, dangerous journey from Beersheba to Haran. As he journeys northward, he comes to the hill country of Bethel, and he's tired and wore out. And so he falls asleep, and he uses a stone for a pillow. And he dreams of the ladder, Jacob's ladder. We hear about it as a child, most of us. And it stretches 
from the earth to heaven and angels are climbing up and down this ladder and <coughs> and then God speaks to Jacob through this dream and he does this throughout the Bible many times all the way I mean if you you go back you remember Amalek uh, he spoke to him through a dream. He spoke to Paul through a dream. He speaks to tons of people through dreams throughout the Bible. And Jacob's dream, he reiterates the covenant that he gave to Abraham, that is Jacob's grandfather, that he gave to Isaac, that's Jacob's father. And now he's giving it to Jacob. And the promise is that his seed, his children, will be like the dust of the earth and when Jacob gets up he anoints this stone puts it in place and calls the place Bethel or house of God which would previously have been called Luz a place of separation is what Luz means and so you see this action right after this dream he realizes that God is with him and that on this journey God is still has promises for him even though he screwed up back at home he tricked Isaac made Esau mad but God still has promises for him has God ever spoken to you in a dream it's uh, it's encouraging to know that God finds ways to speak to us differently and to like remind us of his promises in different ways and I used to and I can't remember where I heard this but it was a preacher when I was younger and they said if God can't get us when we're awake he'll get us when we we're asleep right day and night make no difference to him so if we're not paying attention to what God's trying to say to us while we're awake sometimes he might have to use those dreams to make us see what he wants us to see in Acts 2.17, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on my people, on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And so God is still pouring out his, his visions on the people even up to the last days. Don't discount what you think God tells you in your dream. If you dream something and you think about, you wake up and you're like, well, was that really God speaking to me? Pray about it. Read your Bible. Listen to God. Because if God is telling you something in your, in your dream, He will reiterate it while you're awake 
So let's continue on. Jacob is headed on his journey to Haran. And so we're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 29 of Genesis. So Jacob went on his journey and came to a land of people of the east. And he looked and he saw it, saw a well in a field. And behold, there were flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of what, out of the well they watered the flocks. A large stone was on the well's mouth. Now all the flocks would have gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth to water the sheep, and put the stone back on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, where are you from? And they said, We are from Haran. Then he said to them, Do you know Laban? the son of Nahar. And they said to him, We know him. So he said, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, Look, it is high in the day. It is not time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. They said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together and they have rolled the stone from the well's mouth to water the sheep. Now, while this, he was speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban's. <coughs> his mother's brother and the sheep of Laban's mother's his mother's brother that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban his mother's brother then Jacob kissed Rachel Rachel lifted and lifted up his voice and wept and Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebecca's son. So she ran and told her father. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob's, Jacob, his, his sister's son, <clears throat> he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house so he told Laban all, all these things, and Laban said to him, Surely you were my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. So Jacob gets up from his dream and takes off walking again. And he is headed towards his family. And Heron. And when he gets there, he comes across this well and these sheep that are waiting. And he talks to some shepherds there. Then he sees Rachel. And Rachel is the daughter of his uncle. But he sees her and she is beautiful 
and he just he knows then that Rachel is something special. Let's continue on at verse 15. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you're my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel's Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, the younger daughter. And Laban says, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because he loved because of the love he had for her then Jacob said to Laban give me my wife for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her and Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast <clears throat> and it came to pass in the evening that he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and he went in to her and Laban gave his maid Zilpha to his daughter Leah as a maid so it came to pass in the morning that behold it was Leah and he said to Laban what is this that you have done to me was it not Rachel that I served you why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, It must not be done so in your country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her, fulfill your week, and we will give you this one also for the service which you will serve with me for another seven years. Then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. So he gave her, or he gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife also. And Laban gave his maid Bilhah to her, to his daughter Rachel as a maid. Then Jacob also went into Rachel. And he also loved Rachel more than Leah, and he served with Laban for another seven years. When the Lord saw Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son, and they called him Reuben. For she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Then she convinced again, she conceived again, and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he therefore has given me a son also. And she called him Simon, 
She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have bore him three three sons. Therefore, I will na Therefore his name will be Le Levi. And she conceived again and said, Now I will praise you, Lord. Therefore, she called him Judah. Then she stopped bearing. The experience that Jacob went through in Bethel was most definitely a turning point in his life when he had that dream. And uh, he goes on, meets Rachel, falls deeply in love with her, works for five years, or seven years, seven years for Laban, for Rachel, and he gets tricked into having Leah instead, works another seven years, and finally gets uh, Rachel as his wife. But he now has two wives, and he's going to have the his, his offspring, Rachel and Leah, with Jacob, will produce the 12 tribes of Israel. And so that's what we're reading at the end where Jacob or Jacob loved Rachel. And so Leah felt a little bit less. So God opened up her womb and she started having Reuben, which was is the first tribe and uh, then she went on she went on and she continued to bear children and then the last two children that Jacob has are going to be Joseph and Benjamin and those will be born through Rachel and This is the beginning of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so, as we're looking at this, we see Jacob willingly worked to receive Rachel as his wife. He willingly worked diligently, worked hard, and was happy doing so. And it says the time flew by. Because he loved Rachel. When we love God, truly love God, the work that we do for him, it doesn't seem long and drawn out, and it doesn't seem so much like drudgery when you truly love what you're doing for the Lord. And you truly have a deep love for the Lord. And the best way I can describe this is the Lord give the Lord God gave me a desire and a passion for vacation Bible school. But he I didn't really like the box sets that you buy and it always seemed like every church around was like 
all of these churches in our town, 10, 12 churches, they were all doing the same two vacation Bible schools. And ours was always later in the year, later in uh, July. And it just seemed like the kids had already learned what we were doing. So I was like, I wonder what we could do. I wonder how we could do this. How did they do that before? They started providing these books and these box sets with videos and all of this decorations and these songs and things. And so I started with the help of the Lord, of course, because he, I tried to do it myself and it did not work. But then he came on me and inspired me. And I was able to start writing Vacation Bible School and then writing them. I created stories, you know, we created themes with the Bible stories, and I love it. I, I love everything about it. I love making the decorations. I love planning it. I love writing it. And it's not hard work when you love what you do. When you love serving the Lord, it is not hard work. It may be time-consuming. It may be frustrating at times when you have to redo things over and over again because something didn't quite work out. But when you look back on the whole experience, there was moments of, fr of frustration, moments of tiredness or weakness or whatever, but... It was all a beautiful experience because it was what you love. If you truly love God and you truly love the ministry that God has given you, it may be hard at different points, but the passion for it will way outweigh any of that and it doesn't feel like drudgery or just some do you know just trying to meet the next hurdle it's just i'm doing what i love to do for the lord and you always have to remember that but it says in 1 John 4.10 that this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an anointing sacrifice for our sins. Right? This is love. God loved us. Just as Rachel was the recipient of Jacob's love. We are the recipient of God's love. That he would give his son for us. For our sins. I believe we're going to start there. Or stop there today. And we will continue on next week. Talking about the next section. In Jacob's life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the listen. Maybe you learned a little bit. 
don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged if what you think you're working towards with God ends up being something else because it can be a blessing. Just like Leah was a blessing and gave Jacob many sons. What you're working for, even if it what not what you think it is, remember that God has a plan for it. God knows exactly what he's doing in his time. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And always remember to smile because God loves you and so do I.